Welcome to the Not Your Average Gun Girls podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network. We are your hosts. I'm Emily Valentine from Stommy Tactical. And hey, everyone. I'm Amy Robbins from Alexa Athletica. We are Your Average Gun Girls and want to bring you a podcast that mirrors the way we live our lives. We are self-reliant, stylish, and eager to inspire women to feel confident in defending themselves while also staying true to their lifestyle. We'll be talking all things from concealed carry to our favorite lipstick and everything in between. This podcast is intended to support and empower women. We want you to be armed with the right tools and education to be self-reliant and prepared to act in your own self-defense. This episode is brought to you by Guardian Nation. Guardian Nation is the community for devoted gun people focused on guarding themselves, their families, homes, and communities. We hope that you'll check it out and consider joining. Whether it be for the monthly training and drill videos, discounts on products in their store, the monthly Guardian Nation Live broadcast with top industry professionals, or the quarterly box of hand-picked Guardian gear, there's something for everyone in becoming a member of Guardian Nation. Check it out at GuardianNation.com. This episode is brought to you by ConcealedCarry.com, the Concealed Carry community's number one resource for training, education, and concealed carry weapon law information. Check out their reciprocity map builder tool where you can build your own custom reciprocity map, especially if you have multiple state permits. ConcealedCarry.com has a huge library of articles about training, gear reviews, and industry news. ConcealedCarry.com also has one of the nation's largest networks of firearms and self-defense instructors. Chances are they have classes and instructors near you. Also, look into the Concealed Carry Gun Tools app, which takes many of these online tools and puts them in the palm of your hand, free of charge and free of ads, available for Apple and Android devices. Hey, everyone. Hey, Amy, how are you? What's going hey, on? Emily. Uh, oh, gosh, what's going on? Let's see. I just got in this morning. Fall is upon us here in Texas, kind of. And yeah. I had to get my morning run in. I love running when it is this weather and it's cooled down and I don't have to just like completely be nasty and dripping sweat. So <laughs> I just got in for that. It's again, one more reason why I'm so glad we're doing a podcast and not a video recorded podcast. Oh my gosh, seriously. <laughs> I can come straight in for my run and not worry about that. What no, I, can't believe, I can't believe it's already October. I know. Three months after this year. That's crazy. I know. But, uh, thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Not Your Average Gun Girl. We are so excited today because we have a very special guest with us, someone that I had the pleasure of meeting, gosh, was it last year at SHOT Show? It might have been last year or the year before, um, but I just love this woman. This is Becky Yackley, who is with us here today. She is a competition shooter. She's a fantastic photographer. She is a writer for Women's Outdoor News, and we are just so honored and excited to have you. Hi, Becky. Hey, Becky. Hey, Amy. Hey, Emily. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you for coming on. Absolutely. Uh, Becky, I've been following your uh, stories and stuff on Instagram lately. Where are you right now? So I left my, I left my middle two children. I abandoned them <laughs> and I took my oldest. Um, we're out in Utah. We drove to Utah to practice for USPSA for pistol nationals and to shoot an AK match. Um, I have, I have a friend of mine that shoots also another podcaster actually. Dave Hartman, he does the three gun show. He and I have this little like grudge match going uh, for the last two years. So we are going to shoot the same gun in this match. And uh, so I'm out there for that, but we are really trying to hit it hard for pistol because we have pistol nationals in a couple weeks. Did, did you say an AK match, like an AK 47 match? Well, what is that even? Yeah, it's, That's kinda... yeah, it's super fun. Um, so like my, my boys are really into AK 47. It's kind of funny, you know, the, the whole family shooting that my kids toys 
are, you know, like, hey, we have this Bulgarian parts kit to build an AR that dad bought years ago and we're going to put it together. So they're out in the out in the pole barn in like sub-zero weather using the shop press to press things together. And it's, it's fun. That's awesome. Yeah. How old are they? Well, so Tim is 20, Sean is 18 and Andrew's 14. So when I say abandoned, they've been shooting for a long time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that sounds like so much fun. Um, I mean, okay. You talk to us a little bit about your journey into competition shooting because how, how, why have you been doing this? Well, I started shooting competitively in 1989 or so. So, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm a little, maybe that tells you my age, but, um, I started, <laughs> OG. I, <laughs> I started because my dad, he gunsmiths for Krieger barrels and their rifle barrel manufacturer in Wisconsin, really good family friends. So we started shooting high power service rifle. I shot an M14 for several years and was on our state team as a junior. And then in co- college and high school, um, I shot small bore and air rifle. And I had a little bit of a scholarship at Marquette for air rifle in college. And that's where I met my husband. We both shot air rifle, air pistol. Um, got to do a lot of fun stuff there, like NCAA, NRA type stuff. And then, nice. yeah. And then as my kids got older, we, you know, we always shot. We'd go shoot clays or whatever, just kind of for fun when they were young. But then in 2011 or so, we started getting back into it. And we started with USPSA and three gun. And since then, did any of your, did, were all of your kids on board with wanting to get into this or did you guys have to kind of nudge them along or force them to do it? Or was it something that they were always wanting to get into with you guys? Well, so I guess the best way to answer that would be that like my kids own more Tim owns more guns than probably Mark and I combined. I uh, maybe not. Maybe I combined. But I mean, they they are. It, it's funny to see like my my fourteen year old when he was maybe eleven or twelve, and he would see a gun like, and he'd tell me what make and model it was. And my middle one is all about the you know like the research the the new things that people are doing with guns. Like he would love to work in the gun industry, helping develop new things and. So the competition side of it, I think that sometimes they get a little tired of the travel, but I think that they've been able to do things and see things that they otherwise wouldn't have. So I know that they appreciate that. Yeah. Right. Cause you guys are like driving and traveling all over the country. It seems like you're off to a match or off somewhere different, like every other day when, when I'm looking at your stories. Yeah. We've had a busy year. Um, cause him and I went to world, we had two world shoots. We had Bianchi pistol world shoot we had shotgun world shoot in france um so tim our oldest is probably the most active and the best shooter and so i've been with him on several things where the younger two kind of hang out at home and like my 18 year old is doing welding classes right now so he was like no nah, i'm staying i'm gonna sit this one out got class What's the best advice you would give somebody that what maybe they've never picked up a firearm before, or maybe they're just a really novice shooter, but they want to give this competition shooting a try. What's the best advice you'd give somebody that wants to get into this? I would say find a local club. You could go on practice score. That's the scoring system, a website, it's just practice score.com. And they will list all of the matches nationwide and you can find somewhere local and I would call the local club and say, Hey, I'm a new shooter. I want to come and shoot. Can I come watch? And people in this sport are so welcoming, whether it's USPSA, IDPA, three gun, you're going to find people who will say, yeah, come on out and just come and watch. 
and then ask questions <laughs> and meet people. And then, I mean, in, in general, I don't think it's a stretch to say if you went to your local club and introduced yourself and said you want to shoot, that someone would say, well, you can borrow my gun and shoot with me. And they would take you under their wing and walk you through everything you need to do. Um, our local, we have a local pistol league in, in Wisconsin. And that's exactly what happens. They'll have new people come and they squad them with very experienced people. Sometimes they borrow a gun or gear and they help them. So that's awesome. Ask. All you have to do is ask. You're going to find people who will say, yes, come. Yeah. Well, one thing that I, I want to just throw out there, because I'm very appreciative, you, you've been doing this a really long time. You're very knowledgeable when it comes to firearms, but I love that. So you, you have made videos on YouTube. You've been writing for several different magazines for a long period of time, and you make you break down things and make it very practical for women who might not be as experienced as you. And I appreciate that because I, I was even watching one video. You did a great video on um, cleaning your pistol. And that's a yeah. very basic, practical thing <laughs> that we need to know. And right. it's really nice knowing that there's people out there that are very relatable and can break things down um, for those of us who may not be as knowledgeable as you are. And so one of the articles that I also, I wanted to highlight, you just did something for outdoor, the women's outdoor news magazine. Yeah. Yeah. And it was uh, running, running with a firearm and how, I know you're an avid runner. How long have you been running and how long have you been running with a firearm? So probably since 88, 89. Um, so one of the first types of competitions I did was summer biathlon. So it was running and shooting a 22. And that was really a big part of how I got into running. My dad used to run a lot. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I've been, I've been running since I was 13, 14. And um, when, I, when I first started running, I couldn't carry a gun. You know, I could carry a knife. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that, like, the article you mentioned I wrote about, about uh, the Alexo, the running pants, um, I've run with, you know, with a knife most of my life and until I was old enough that I could carry. And when my kids were younger, I would just tuck a pistol in the running stroller in the back. Yeah. Of it. <laughs> you got to improvise. You got you right. to deal with what you can, what you have. Yeah. Yeah. And we lived, we lived like 12 miles north of Mexico while my husband did a school with the military at one point. Um, and the neighbors were like, there's javelinas. You can't run on that road at dark. They're going to attack you. And I'm like, well, I have a 357 along with me, so. <laughs> See, that's what, okay. A lot of people don't realize that. For, for those of us who have to kind of run in rural areas or where there might actually be animals that could attack you, I used to run with a snake shot gun because I was actually more afraid of the rattle. There were constantly snakes and rattlesnakes and copper mouths where I would run out in my, in my hometown. And I'm like, I'm kind of more afraid of coming upon one of those than I am necessarily oh somebody God. attacking me. Yeah. And, see, Emily laughs at us because she doesn't think about having to shoot a no, rattlesnake on her run. Worry about rattlesnakes in the city. Maybe, maybe rats. <laughs> Giant rats right? in DC. Giant. Yeah. So, so if it's been important to you. I mean, is it safe to say to to think about your safety ever since you started running? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, because I would, we lived on the edge of a small town and I would run out in the country all by myself, you know, 14 year old girl. And my parents would be like, stay on, you know, this road, that road, because there's enough traffic and cars. But, you know, in, in all, all almost 30 years of running, 30 ish years of running, maybe more, <laughs> um, the, the most frightened I've ever been has always been involving dogs that, and 
the times where I think like, is that car following me? Are they stopping or what are they doing? It's always an old person who potentially shouldn't have their driver's license. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but, but sincerely, I think I, I, if, you know, healthy fear it's of dogs because I've had so many times running or biking and even near my home, um, you know, dogs that you're like, Oh, Hey, that farm has a dog and oh, they're following me. They're chasing after me on my bike. Good thing I'm on a bike. Yep. <laughs> I think people forget that. I really do. I think people forget when we say like, be prepared to defend yourself. It's, we're not just talking about from humans. Like we're talking about right. from be prepared in life in general. And yeah. I think that's a, I think that's a great thing to highlight. I don't think we've really talked much about that, but you're right. There's some big dog. When you live out in the country, you don't know what those big dogs are going to do. Right. Right. So you said that you were running with the stroller with the 357. So what do you run with now? Um, now I have a Ruger LCP because it fits nicely in whatever. I mean, if I have running, you know, like I tend to like running capris cause I, I don't like being constricted. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so if I run with something like that, if they're, even if they're more fitting, I can just tuck it in like a little, a little pocket holster or whatever. I don't have to necessarily have like 100% like, Oh, this is my concealed carry gear. I can just wear what I right. want. Mm-hmm. That's kind of really important to me. It's like, it's why I like your pants so much, Amy, because they are, they're, they're just running tights. They're not, it's not like I have this, you know, vest or I have some giant <laughs> hunk of something on me. I can just feel like, all right, I can move, I can stretch, I can, I can do what right. I want to do. Well, and I, yeah, I appreciate that because in the Ruger LCP, it's not my favorite gun to shoot by any means. Like if I were going to go to the range, I'm usually not taking that one with me because I just, I don't like to shoot it, but I love to run with it. And it's people don't realize it is so small. It's so tiny. It fits so nicely. Like you said, even if you don't have Alexa's, like you have a little zipper pocket on there, it fits in there. It's very nice. Right. And, and yes, and I would guess, I would guess that why you don't like it would be the same reasons I'm, it's, it's very carryable, but the trigger pulls really long, yeah. heavy. The sights are very minimal. You know, it's like where that's the front. Oh. I don't even know if there are sights on that gun. I've and, never shot, shot one. So I don't know. Well, and everyone always tells me there's no sights because it's a, it's a pocket pistol. You know, you're going to use it in a, in a situation where someone is right up on you. I mean, you're not going to have a lot of time to really line up any sights with this firearm by any means. I mean, right. but the trigger pulls so long that in general, like when I go out and shoot with it, I'm like, Oh yeah, just keep it. You know, because by the time you finish pulling the trigger, you've pulled it down. Uh huh. Yeah, exactly. Um, are you training a, for anything? Are you, do you have any marathons? Are, are you a long distance runner? No. So I actually, right this moment, um, I'm having something going on with my ankle and I'm trying to baby it a little bit. So like the last month I've kind of really held in. I'm, I'm really sad because it's beautiful. Like you said, fall and running. Um, yeah. but I've, I used to do triathlons, like sprint triathlons. Um, be like the mile swim. Wow. Like three mile run kind of stuff. Awesome. But, uh, yeah. So, and once that ankle gets healed, you have anything on the horizon that you want to train for any special locations you want to go? Um, no, we are going to go elk hunting next year. (laughs) And so I, we, we had thought we were going to go this year and things kind of didn't go as planned, but, um, so we've been doing a bit of, you know, more long distance and just trying to, trying to get ready to go up at altitude and and be walking around all day. <laughs> that's, is the, that's is the ankle impacting your competitions? Um, you know, my, my, I'm sore at the end of the day. Yeah. So, yeah. So I just like, right now I'm like, all right, I have 
couple more matches for the year. So I'm going to just kind of baby it on the running and then see what I have to do. Cause some, I mean, I don't know about all of them, but do, most of the competitions are, there's a lot of, or is there a lot of movement with them? Yes. Usually we have a fair amount of movement and it, it depends on the match because sometimes you'll go to a match that is, um, Bay style, people will call it where you're mm-hmm. shooting Bay. Okay. Those are really fast, you know, quick movements, maybe choppy movements. Um, so that's one of the things about competition shooting. I run so that I can have, um, you know, like more control of my heart rates. I'm more fit, all that. But competitions themselves are hard on your body in terms of you don't get to warm up. Like if you were going to go run a 5K, you'd maybe do a little warm up jog and then you'd stretch and then you'd be ready for the start of the race. With a uh, competition, you're kind of standing around all day and then expected to, all right, it's your turn, sprint, do this as fast as you can. And it's a little hard on your body. Um, so really fast, I just wanted to tell everybody something really exciting that I saw because right now I feel like I'm in the presence of two celebrities because oh, they had a very exciting <laughs> thing get released last night on NRA Women's Facebook channel. And that is the new trailer for the brand new season of Love It First Shot. Uh, so exciting because exciting. I can't wait for this. When how I know you guys probably can't tell us a ton about it, but I wanted to hear a little bit about, from your perspective, your experience on the show and what we can expect to see this season. Becky? Do you want to go, Emily? Or <laughs> I feel like I've talked about it a lot. It's, I, I'm excited. I'm so excited. And seeing that trailer that they put out, I, I messaged Brienne and I said, Brienne, I just about cried seeing this because I really was so proud of her. Like, I was proud of everybody, but I, you know. Is that your teammate? My teammate, Brienne. Yeah, Brienne okay. Bates. And I spent a lot of time with her. I got to go down to Florida and work with her before we, before we went to Oklahoma to film. And, you know, there were little things like during the process of filming, she, she came out and said, so after NRA show, when I found out I was doing the show and I went to go shoot with my dad and my brother, it took her like 15 minutes to decide to shoot the pistol the one day. Cause she was yeah, shooting. I remember you talking about that. Yeah. And she was shooting a 40. It was a Glock 40. And the ammo was, yeah, it was pretty spicy. I mean, it, was, <laughs> it wasn't like the most gentle ammo. So when I showed up and shot with her, I had said, well, let's shoot. Let me see, you know, just show me your stance, your grip, everything. Just shoot your pistol that you've been shooting. And I could see kind of the hesitation in her. So I really worked at getting everything to a point where she wasn't hesitating. She didn't have that, maybe that, um, I don't want to say fear, because I don't think she was scared, but like she's trying to manage recoil and mm-hmm. do all things that are so foreign to her and you know she's got somebody watching her and she knows she's gonna have tv cameras watching her so my goal was just to make her comfortable and I think I think we got there pretty quick and I was so I was really proud of that 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 she really dove in like she was all in so the whole premise that you guys were so you've got amateur shooters paired with professional competition shooters Mm -hmm. yeah Gotcha. It looks very exciting. I mean, and it was really impressive to watch Becky and Brianne together. Like they had a, such a great chemistry. I, I really enjoyed it. And even just in general, like I think everybody took something away, I think, from from Becky. I mean, we all were in the same house together, but just in general, like I can I can't imagine being on a like if I was doing like legit competitions like with Becky because she is she's stealth. Like she's got a calm demeanor to her but like she just 
can like come out the gate. She knows exactly what needs to be done. Like I never saw like any kind of like anxiety or anything like that during the filming or during, you know, before we were setting up for any of like the stages. And it was just, I mean, it was good to be around. Like I needed that as well. I mean, Shy was a, was a great partner, but there was just so much, you know, to learn because it's a kind of, it was a new thing for the, for the amateurs. So, you know, like Becky just like, she can articulate everything very well. It was, it was just great. It was great being able to like kind of be in that house with her and also get to learn um, a little bit of what she was um, sharing with, with her teammate, even though that we were on separate teams, we still like came together and we're just really supportive of everyone. So with, for people that aren't familiar with this show, Love at First Shot is on NRA TV on the Women's Network. And um, so is it, can we expect education or is it more entertainment? I think a little of both because I know that Julie and Natalie were filming some spots with the different sponsor products, mm-hmm. the different pistols or rifles or things. So I, I would assume that some of that's going to be in there. And I know that they, I mean, the whole idea of pairing a, a pro and a novice shooter was that we can teach them. So I'm sure they're going to highlight, highlight that stuff. It sounds yeah, very excited. exciting. So when I is the show know. coming out? We're not a hundred percent sure yet, but I can imagine since they released the trailer soon. Okay. And um, did you guys get to shoot a lot of really fun, like different platforms or was it, did you all stick with the same like pistol, rifle, shotgun? Was it with three gun? I, I don't know. I don't know what the premise was. Yeah, no shotgun. Just oh, okay. A, a rifle, pistol. We did the um, M and P fifteen twenty two. The I believe we did what we did the M and P shield. Yeah. And then there well, there was one other one, and I don't remember what the other one is. I'm blanking. Um, there because we had the rifle. I mean, we shot a a twenty two. You know, the twenty two AR. Yeah. Uh, which was really fun to see, especially new shooters like you and Caitlin. Um, because I think that was, I mean, I love that platform. I, I really enjoy joy. The rifle. Was yeah. that the first time you've ever shot a 1522? Like the first time no, you've ever I picked had, one I up? Had, no, I had shot one like one time, uh, like in the beginning of, uh, my journey, but it just wasn't, it wasn't, an, it was like, you know, at, at an indoor range. So, you know, that's, yeah. really that fun. that's, a, that's the gun that I choose whenever I have someone that's never picked up a firearm before and they want to learn about it. Or they're saying like, I'm scared. I'm fearful of firearms. I'm like, let me, let me put this in your hand and let's go to an outdoor range. Let's put some steel down range and you're going to have the best time of your life. That's the, that's yeah, the firearm so that I choose to, mm-hmm. It's so easy. I mean, it looks scary and intimidating. A lot of people that aren't familiar with AR-15s, like they look at this firearm and they think that that's really scary. And then you're like, no, it's it's not shooting a, a large bullet or anything like that. Like it has no kick to it. It's And you're going to hit that target every single time. Mm-hmm. And so it's just a lot of fun to go and shoot that. Yeah. I wish, you know, it's, it's, uh, that's when I went down to work with Brienne, I brought, um, she had a 22 converted AR and then I brought a regular AR and I had her work and we did, I mean, we did like shooting on the move and I had her go from one box sprint to another box. So, but that, by the time we were done, she was using the regular old AR and she was going, you know, start two on paper, move to a new position, two on paper. And I was so proud of her because, but, but like you said, taking a new person and letting them experience, all right, here's your stance, here's your grip, here's what's going to happen and see the sight picture and do all of that with a, with a 22, you take away the noise of the recoil. And, you know, some, a lot of the, a lot of the top shooters will, when they're putting their hair pro in, they'll do double, they'll do earplugs and muffs. Mm-hmm. And our body, like, it's just a natural reaction, right? (laughs) Like it's evolution or whatever you want to call it that we don't want to 
expose ourselves to like, there's this loud, noisy, you know, there's an explosion going on in our face. So our reaction is going to be to, you know, blink. It's going to be to have a little bit of apprehension, whatever, because that's just, that's what your body's going to do. So taking that away by giving them something smaller and having them learn what they're going to do and how they're going to hold it, then you can put the, the regular rifle in their hands and they're going to understand, okay, here's how I, you know, here's how I'm supposed to do all the fundamentals. And it's going right. to be well, I think too, like, I think at least like I know like Brian and I had quickly talked about it too, is like, you know, we both were training with pros that had, you know, a great arsenal of firearms. So like, you know, we were doing shotgun and we were doing, you know, all the different AR platforms and different pistols. So then when we got to filming, we're like, oh, we're only going to shoot this and this. Where's all the other guns? Like we, let's get, let's get some of the bigger, the funner guns out. But no, it was great. I think it was good that they kept it you know, obviously they're both Smith and Wesson guns, so they kept it with who their sponsor was, but I think it was, it, it was enough for what they wanted to accomplish for the show. Right. Right. Um, and I, I know from different things we've done with shooting, you know, the more powerful guns, it, I would assume that the filming had to be impacted by that. Like you can only get cameras just so close when you have a real right. comp on the front of the rifle. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Well, it's so much fun. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see who is going to win this competition. They have done such a great job of making this look like a lot of fun and making it very inviting for people to come into this community and find something that you can get into. I, I think that that was a real, a real big part of Julie Golub's goal with it because she had some, if you follow her Instagram before, I want to say it was after NRA show before Bianchi cup, she had some posts where she was finalizing the stages and what she, you know, how she wanted this all to play out in terms of showing people, Hey, you can be a new person shooting and come and enjoy this. Um, and then making it fun. And it was very visual. And I really think that that played out well in how everything like the different challenges and the things she set up. So I, as a shooter who's oftentimes helps new people, I really appreciate all the work that she put into it to, to convey that. Um, so I think like she was, she was very integral in, in that mm-hmm. whole storyline coming through, I think. Yeah, she's awesome. Her and Natalie are, are, are good friends. I love them. And they do such a great job with, with Love at First Shot. So, well, Becky, thank you so much for your time. Uh, yeah, where can thanks, people Becky. go follow you if they want to follow you on social media and keep up with what you've got going on? Um, so I'm Instagram, Facebook. It's just Becky Yackley. And um, Twitter, I do a little bit there, but I tend to do a lot on Instagram because it's just an easy platform. Awesome. And tell people where they can go and find your articles, YouTube channel as well. So um, YouTube, it's Yakley5. And the, so the family, like we, it's, it's kind of convoluted with the family. We've got the family Facebook page. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> um, but um, writing, I write for Women's Outdoor News and I've done some for Guns America um, and Gun World and I blog for Winchester as well. So I'll have more with Winchester next year and some more with Women's Outdoor News for sure. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, everyone go give Becky a follow. Thank you so much for your time today. Good luck with all of your upcoming competitions and shoots. Yeah. I hope that ankle gets to feeling better for you. (laughs) Well, everybody, if you have not done so yet, we would really appreciate if you would head on over to iTunes, um, to Google Play, everywhere where you can subscribe to the Not Your Average Gun Girl podcast. You will get alerts as soon as new episodes arrive and you don't have to wait for us to let you know that they're out there. Uh, Don't forget to give us a follow (laughs) at, at Not Your Average Gun Girls 
at Style Me Tactical and Alexo Athletica. We appreciate all your support, your questions, your comments. So don't hesitate to send us a message on any of those platforms and we will get back with you. Yes. Thanks for uh, listening, guys. And we'll talk to you next time. See you then. Bye. The Not Your Average Gun Girls podcast and its related companies, Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com, strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.